Hey, it's Biggs. Uh, I just wanted to say that the first four minutes of this podcast, um, I screwed up. I forgot to hit record on my recorder. However, we're doing on Facebook Live, so I had a backup. But it is just the first four minutes sound pretty terrible, and then it just kicks into the normal sound. So if you really can't take it, just fast forward ahead, and I'll see you in a minute. There's no crying in baseball! You're five feet nothing. A hundred and nothing. And you got hardly a speck of athletic ability. And you hung in with the best college football team in the land for two years. I said, fuck you, Joe. I do it myself. In here, there were two guys killing each other. But I guess that's better than 20 million. The one I'm trying to say is that if I can change, then you can change. Everybody should change! Hey, welcome to Mom Tech Skies. I'm Biggs. I'm Brad. I'm Taylor. So, Taylor is uh, my co worker. I, I hope my friend. At least, like, it's a budding friendship, I hope. I'll think about it. I'm very, I'm very open emotionally. You can't do this. <laughs> but uh, my first exposure to Taylor was actually on the We Have a Good Life podcast, and I didn't know. And then I started working with you. And you recognize certain idioms that I express. Yeah, you said something was a diamond eye. Is that a diamond eye? Yeah, and I was like, oh, my friend Matt and Doug were talking about that, and we had a good life. And you were like, are you sure it wasn't me when I was on? We had a good life. And I was like, oh shit, and it wasn't me. Instead of two people, <laughs> and it was really weird because I pictured you. I don't remember how I pictured you now because it's been completely like replaced. But you definitely didn't have a beard, and you were very skinny. <laughs> That's, I remember that much. Maybe like a dirty blonde or something. Uh, gross. Yeah, I ain't no beach boy. <laughs> but that that was my first exposure to you. So I, how many times were you on that podcast? Like two? I've been on it three times. Three. Okay. You like moving to Missouri before one of them, or am I mixing up my people? I finally moved from my bed to work. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> But I do remember Vlad the Impaler was the one you, that yes. was that was the one that really captured my imagination. So I knew some of it, but he knew way more than I knew. He's, he's uh, my number one hero and role model. I have to know as much about him as I possibly can. <laughs> That's a little worrisome and awesome at the exact same time. <laughs> but you also, when we were at work the other day, you were talking about something that, or actually you were playing something that all three of us share, which is like a love for Breakfast in America Super Tramp. Breakfast in America is the greatest album ever recorded. And if you disagree with that statement, then you're a dirty, filthy liar. <laughs> because it has songs on it that are not only all good songs, the entire album is great. Agreed. But all of the songs can touch you in a different way emotionally. And that's really all you want from an album. You want every song to be great and you want it to touch on every single emotion that can possibly be had. So you can just cue up what you're feeling and then listen to the whole album all the way through because it's just going to make everything better. Okay, I, I do have a, a quick question for you as we start out because you said you had some stuff on Super Tramp, so. And my question to you is, do you buy in that Super Tramps uh, Breakfast in America is a concept album, or do you think it is not a concept album? 
This seems to be controversial as I was looking it up. So I don't believe that it's a it is concept album. I believe that these guys got together and they made songs that they felt would speak to people throughout generations and they just kept making song after song in the studio that would keep on speaking to you and still does speak to you. And so that's what you have right now. But not, not like a theme. No, right? <laughs> there is, as far as I can tell, there is no theme because I get I get sad when I hear Child of Vision. You know, I, I feel the suffering that they're trying to impart with that song. Mm -hmm. Whenever I hear the... Uh, the title track, Breakfast in America. I always get mad about that bitch that I never even fucking dated, but he's obviously fucking pissed about her. <laughs> um, I always feel like it's very dismissive of her. Pissed, dismissive, it's the same thing. You have to learn, <laughs> you have to learn how to play the feminine crowd you know, based on who they are. And you know, Sometimes they like the dismissive type, but ultimately you're fucking angry. <laughs> you're just mad that things are happening right fucking now yeah i hear you um so i had always heard that it was basically they had gone to america and took a trip and uh a super tramp and and i'm only saying that because i forgot to start recording the audio part so podcasters you're in for a rough ride <laughs> deal <laughs> with it we're, we're talking about breakfast in america super tramp but uh I and it, that's the most I've ever sounded like I was on the radio before, just like catching everybody up, like who might have just tuned in. But uh, I'd always heard that Super Tramp basically like took a trip to America and then wrote a whole album ab about it. And I looked at my liner notes from the the greatest hits, and that's what it says. Basically, that was a story that I learned. But I sat there and looked, and it was from some guy from a magazine I'd never heard of. And then I'm like. Does he really know this? Like, is he just passing other information? And I started to look it up on the web a bit, and it sounds like they deny that it was a concept album. So. I mean, how often are you going to tour around, travel around, see these different foreign places, and try to incorporate bits and tidbits of those into your music? So, I mean, you're going to write some lyrics that are applicable to the places that you've been, but ultimately you're also trying to touch on a deeper level to your listeners, your patrons, you know, whatever. And, uh, I mean, I could, I can see, I could kind of see the, the traversal, the, the little trip that they're taking across America. But at the same time, everything just speaks, everything just speaks to me. Okay. And it, and it should speak to you too. <laughs> As an American. It does. I, I was actually super happy because I was washing dishes and I was like, are you playing deep cuts of Breakfast in America? And you were like, no, I'm playing the entire album of Breakfast in America. I was like, right on. What about you, Brad? you have like a, a nugget on there that you like? Uh, I listen to the whole thing from beginning to end. Yeah. Yeah. You celebrate the whole the whole yeah. album. I mean, there's there's great parts of it, but. I just I well I play it on vinyl so I don't I don't pick and choose on that because usually when I'm playing vinyl it's beginning to end yeah. Oh, yeah yeah I was telling our boss uh, that is the reason why I listen to vinyl more than anything is just that 
it kind of forces me to listen to a whole album. And I'd like to pretend like I'm, I'm as good as I used to be when I was younger and can sit down and like <laughs> listen to a whole album end to end. But sometimes I get distracted and it's so easy to just like scan forward or like, you know, pull out your phone and skip it. But when I got vinyl on, it's like, it's a pain in the ass. I have to get up and turn it. And so I actually yep. sit down and listen and then I'm like, oh yeah. Here's a song I never listened to that's actually kind of good. This song reminds me of this song. I'm going to listen to this song right now. No, you don't have the chance to do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. No. <laughs> Just curves all your ADD kind yep. of tendencies. And that that is what I like about Vine. I also like to look at the artwork. So I, I'm not going to pull one of these like, you know, like the digital wave is too sharp for my ears or whatever. Like, I played music. I'm half deaf, dude. <laughs> I'm sure there's all kinds of stuff. I'm you got missing. it cranked up to 11. There's no going back from here. Yeah. Uh, you can't hear highs, right? I can't hear highs at all. Yeah. Like, how how high is high? I mean, like, can you think of a song that you listen to now and you're just like, fuck? Um... Like it's a, mostly high, real high-pitched noises that I can't hear. Um, it's not so much like a higher-end sound. I'm sure Mariah Carey could hit shit I don't hit, listen to, but that's about it. Okay, so it's more like like we always talk about when they do the gun noise. Somebody yeah. fires a gun and they can't hear for a well, minute. Well, see, the, like the worst part about that when like they do, I guess they do that on Archer all the time yeah <laughs> that is my life 24 7 yeah is hearing that noise Ugh. so i mean it's just like what's normally happening in my real life so okay i know you had a story about it but let's be honest it's not a crippling oxycotton like addiction no it's probably firing too many weapons without hearing protection okay fair enough you need to stop that gang violence, man. <laughs> gang violence and Oxycontin go together, I've heard. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Weapons and Oxycontin. Stop all the drive-by shootings, man. You're just going to wear your ears out? I don't know what you're thinking over there. <laughs> got to wear some headphones when you're doing that. Now, I, I got another question for you, because I'm guessing that maybe you know, Taylor. Uh, I'd always heard something about a millionaire who would, like, bankrolled Super Tramp. Yeah. What is the story behind this? So you have uh, the lead singer of Supertramp, and his name escapes my mind right now because I'm an idiot. Oh, my God. Anyway, his father and his father's friend were essentially slightly important in their country of origin. And that was like like Denmark or something, right? It was uh, one of the Scandinavian countries. I want to say Sweden. Denmark okay. seems weird, but I think it was Sweden. But these people had a lot of money. They were probably coming out with some crazy new way to recycle plastics or dolphins or I don't fucking know. Recycle dolphins? I don't, I don't know what they do. I don't know what they do up in Sweden. I don't know, recycling Ludovisk from all the people that weren't eating it from touring over in Norway. Um, but they had a lot of money, and so they just decided that, yeah, this kid sounds good. Let's give him what he wants and what he needs and they just rolled with it and they made they made the greatest album of all time <laughs> so, of all time <laughs> greater but, than the beatles led zeppelin and Jimi hendrix combined and uh you know i live in helena montana if you want to come try and find me and fight me over that <laughs> i will be here 
because I know a lot of you are probably extremely offended right now. Also, fuck the Rolling Stones. So I'm with you on that. Day. <laughs> you had a bit of a Stones phase, didn't you? No, <laughs> <laughs> not really. No, I uh, I listened to a couple of songs when I was young, and then just realized like this is dog shit. And like every time they come on the radio now, it's just like chewing glass it's the same rehashed old blues stuff with a slightly different guitar riff and i just i can't get behind it i do feel like they're good if you like shitty things (laughs) they're sort of like they're sort of like the masters of like shitty rock like oh i want everybody to think that i'm into rock so i'll say i'm into the stones if you think jimmy carter is the greatest president in united states history then you probably also like the rolling stones (laughs) (laughs) that's that's the conclusion that i've come to i gotta say i don't know a single person who has ever uttered the phrase as far as i know jimmy (laughs) carter is the greatest president maybe in the 70s when they were coked out but Hey man, Breakfast in America, 1979, last greatest album, first greatest album, only greatest album ever made in the 70s in the same era that created disco, also a great genre of music. The Wall came out in 79. I love The Wall though. Like yeah. th- that was a good year for I got to give mad props to uh to Pink Floyd. Yeah. I don't listen to them as often as I should, but I also went to school in Missoula, so I listen to them more often than I probably want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the thing with Pink Floyd is you don't have to make an effort. The world will make it for you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, very true. You can't, especially especially around Montana, you can't drive around without like classic rock hitting your ears. It's just not possible. Or and, walk around or whatever. And that reminds me of a funny story. My swamper at the bar... Um, so we work at a cafe together, but I also work at a bar, which is a total separate entity. Can we say the bar? The bar. Yeah. No, it's Jester's. Yeah. We say it a million it's times It's the J Club. The yeah, it's the J Club. <laughs> I work there. There's a guy there. He was in a Facebook argument with a woman because her son had purchased a poster of the the Pink Floyd album covers on the ladies' asses. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you have this? that? No, it was... Uh, Greg Gig- had that. Yeah. Greg had that. Okay. She yeah. was concerned that it would uh ruin her son's boyhood or turn him into a man. I don't I don't know what these Anything Christian that's kids gonna think aid these it. days. Yeah, right? <laughs> so she was concerned that it was an inappropriate piece of material to be hanging up on her son's wall. And so he got in a huge Facebook argument with her over like what art was and what it wasn't and the fact that it wasn't sexual whatsoever and i could only sit there and just shake my head at the the sheer ignorance displayed by this lady yeah it's the i i have to have the world uh shielded from my boy's eyes like everybody has to sort of bend what they're doing so that her kid doesn't see some cheeks you live in 2017 lady good luck (laughs) yeah yeah, and make sure you don't have an internet connection or a mobile phone. In fact, just <laughs> go up to Elk Creek and join the Hooderite colony and don't ever volunteer to come into town. Because that's, <laughs> that's how you're going to solve your problem right there. My Most of my run-ins with the Hoots have been with drinking. Yep. 
Yeah, like it's really? either some rhubarb oh, yeah. hoot wine, some strawberry hoot wine. Like you want to put some hair on your chest? Just <laughs> trade them anything you have for hoot wine. Yeah, it turned out to be beer. Because <laughs> when, I, when I worked at the B and B, they were like, they were basically they, like, I was like, how much is it for the wine? Because I didn't know they bartered at the time, and uh, they were just like, well, and I can't do the accent, but they were like, well, we don't really. We can't take money, but we can do trade. And I was like, well, what do you want? And he was like, well, the pigs really like bush light. And like looked over at an 18 pack. So I wound up like grabbing him an 18 pack of like bush light. (laughs) And and then about a month later, they came with the wine. I had no idea this was like a wait a month kind of transaction, Uh but apparently it was. Well, they got to make the wine. Right. <laughs> I had like I had thought that maybe they like just always had it on their giant truck or something. Yeah. No, they just pull it out of their coat. All right. Oh, the hoots are interesting. I I guess we have a lot of people that listen that aren't from Montana. And I don't do we even know where there's a hooterite colony outside of here? Like I uh North Dakota, South Dakota, uh there is one in eastern Washington. They're kind of all divided up, but there are quite a few in Montana. Yeah. And they're all of German descent. So they're that's bi- why they have the weird nasally, oh, Guten Morgen, you know, like they, they got that thing going on. Yeah, they're um, basically uh, like Amish, but they can Amish use light. modern technology. Yeah. Yep. They're like not quite committed enough to be Amish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, they're a lot of fun. <laughs> no, and they like doing touristy things too. I see them at the gates of the mountains all the time, taking the the ferry around and looking at stuff. Like you have nothing better to do. You didn't have any butter to churn or anything. You're gonna go chill on the lake and look at goats. I guess that's cool. But <laughs> I think I've seen them at the gold bar every time I've ever gone to the gold. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Which like isn't my favorite bar to go to, but I go there at least twice a year, probably, and they're always there. That's surprising. I have like I see the Hooterites two places in town. One is the farmers market, and the other one is Shopco. <laughs> I also see them at the second hand stores. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like quite That's a true. bit. Yeah, quite a bit. But, but this whole like Hooterite drinking thing is just blowing, blowing my mind, mind right yeah. now because we when i was working for a construction company we had a guy that came off the hooterite clan and he just fell off the wagon and into the dirt oh literally dirt. fell off the drag the wagon okay <laughs> i mean <laughs> he was hardcore alcoholic after he left the colony and so like as far as i know they didn't really drink on the colony oh yeah they do (laughs) they do a lot uh from what i understand and have witness or maybe it's just like i just run into all the degenerate ones (laughs) i don't know should we have a shot (laughs) should we have a shot dip yeah do a little little stolies a little stolich now Straight oh, from a straight from Riga, it. Latvia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Didn't realize we were. Zaza's the Rovnia. Ooh. Take that. That's dudes. tastier than I remember. Yeah, me too. 
I actually have a little pocket rocket of that from the USSR from like 88, 87, like a little. It would have been been pre-89, that's for damn sure. Yeah, yeah. Like it was was before the wall fell for sure. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, my dad got it and would never tell me how he got it. But he gave it to me when I turned 21. Yeah, <laughs> it's just you like still have it psychic. unopened. Yeah. Just waiting for that special day when the USSR comes back. <laughs> that may not be far. It may not be far. <laughs> yeah, I have it hidden somewhere, but I don't remember. But I'm utterly amazed it survived he some of the roommates I have. remember. I don't. I, I no. I honest to God don't because I went to pull it out to show it to somebody, and I was like, "Fuck, I have no idea where it is, but I know it's in the house somewhere. Like it was with me when I moved." So, All right, uh, it better still be somewhere. <laughs> I I have like, I have a guess as to where it is, but it's a general area of drawers. So, well, when uh, when when Putin makes landfall in the United States and declares us as a, you know, a new, uh, a new ally and annexed power and we can create a new world order. Then you can bust that out. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I'm afraid it'll be evaporated <laughs> by the because time of, I go to drink of, it. Because of the nuclear fallout? Or? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just. Uh, so something interesting I heard the other day, so the whole thing about the government assassinating JFK, that was perpetuated by the Soviets in the 60s. Yep. Uh, they found this suitcase that somebody, like, I, I guess it was an ex-Russian spy in the United States, and I don't know exactly how they came across the suitcase, but they came across it about 10 years ago, and it had all this documentation that the uh, that the U.S. government a lot of it they had suspected, but they never knew. And one of the things that the Soviets did a lot was they would find conspiracy theories that would start to float around a little bit. And then they would start putting it in all these uh, newspapers around the world that weren't like officially put out by the Soviet Union, but they were definitely they had ties them. to it. Yeah. yeah. And they would make it a story and then they would make sure to make it a story in places where left leaning countries were and then it would eventually get back to the u.s so it's just this way of like covering up yep that they were perpetuating it's really smart and i mean now in the the golden age of the internet you know they have the ability to do that on such like such an extreme level and they've been doing it for easily since the internet was invented they love fucking with us yeah they think it's the funniest thing ever and we just tear ourselves apart because of it and they're just sitting there at home laughing drinking their stoli squatting in the corner shooting their klashnikovs up into the air yeah (laughs) do you okay well i gotta ask since we're on the topic here do you believe that there's something behind this they might have dirt on trump theory the, uh, the they the might have theory? dirt on Trump. The piss theory. I mean, <laughs> sure, we can go piss theory, but then there's also a theory that it's just something. But just something. Yeah. I'm the, po- I mean, I'm sure that they do. Yeah. I'm sure of it. I mean, Putin. Putin's a mean dude, and he hasn't been in power for as long as he has because he's been, you know, misutilizing his information. He knows what he's doing, and he has information. Obviously, otherwise he wouldn't be in power. Right. 
he knows what he's doing. He's got something on Trump. I don't really care what it is because I love Russia. <laughs> oh no, I was just I'm just curious. Like we're kind of in the twilight zone right now anyway. So oh, yeah. like every time I pick up a newspaper or or look at the web, I just don't even know. I don't even know where to start anymore. Like there's so many crazy stories, so many things like flying around that it's just I my mind is already crazy with the possibilities which is one of the theories about steve bannon uh so if you know steve bannon and he's he's, uh he's the head of the national security agency or no no i'm not saying that right he is not uh that was the stolies going immediately to my head (laughs) but he's on the national security council and he's in trump's inner circle and he used to be the uh editor for breitbart and uh, so one of his things is they say that he has this tactic where he basically like throws out a whole lot of things, like a lot of misinformation, a lot of stuff, so that when he goes to throw out something that uh, he wants to sort of fly under the radar, people are just so overwhelmed they don't notice it. And uh, Good on him. Yeah, and I got to say, if that's a strategy, it's fucking working because... Yeah. <laughs> You can't like we're inundated with so much misinformation right now that yeah who who the heck knows what the hell is true like whatever you consider legitimate or illegitimate for news everything you cycle through it's like you get a couple of the same headlines but it's all these different stories in every one and it's just like where do you even begin like sorting it out you know like Brandon and I have been talking about how like Trump is sort of like Teflon, nothing sticks to him, but it almost feels like it's because there's never any time for anything to stick to him. Because, yeah, there's just such an inundation of weird stuff going on that you can't, you can't pause to figure out what's actually going on. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, and then, you know, once you dig into something, they've, they're three levels deep by yeah. the time you dig into something. Yeah, my theory has been, and I still maintain this, that uh, the whole thing with Trump being upset at the size of the crowds and uh, being in denial about that was just because he was like hacking 17 agencies at that time, like just like slashing their budgets. And I think everybody fell for it. Everybody fell for it hard, except for the people who worked at those agencies. Look at these pictures. Oh, they make good Instagram this, and they make good Twitter that, and they make good Facebook this. But at the same time, your civil rights have been, you know, taken down to sixty percent. So, you know, <laughs> good luck with that. You know, have fun. Have fun with your have fun with your phones and your weird planned obsolescence social media shit. And uh, we'll see you in a year when uh, you're working in some sort of camp somewhere, building a wall. You know, some, maybe somewhere to the south of Montana. <laughs> you think they'll go that high? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah, what if they actually just constructed border walls along the states in a move that nobody ever saw because they're just like it annoys me that some of these borders are arbitrary, so we're gonna make them mean something. Yep. Just like the most insane reasoning ever. <laughs> just that's when we'll know we're in a dictatorship. It's right. just when he's when he's uh, we need a visa to go to North Dakota. Gerrymander this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were taking a trip to Santa Clara this summer? No, you're not. <laughs> 
speaking of that, let's go off into some meaningless pop culture, shall we? So I watched the Santa Clara Diet, which is a. Did new... you watch the entire series? No. How far into it are you? Th- I, I went through three episodes. That's exactly where I'm. At. Yep, that's all I could stomach. Uh, I didn't <laughs> like it. Really? <laughs> no. Oh, I loved it. Okay. Well, let me let me lay out my case for not liking it, and then you can lay out your case for liking it. It is a total. Okay, there's this thing that I have. I hate anything that is like takes place in the suburbs where they like try and like talk about the cutesy problems that people in the suburbs have. For some reason, it just it feels like ants under my skin and it drives me crazy. And that was this show in spades. It's just like there is a lot of suburb stuff going on. Yeah, it's the entire movie or show. I mean, it's it's all it's all based off of like, oh, I don't like this neighbor and I don't like that neighbor. And, you know, and, and I'm doing this thing with my grass and oh, and my wife is a zombie on top of it. But that's <laughs> almost like incidental to everything else that's going on. That's what I didn't like. But what was it that you liked about the show? Um, I just really latched on to the humor on that. Okay. I mean, there was several levels of humor that I found on that. I mean, there was bodily function humor. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, an insane amount of vomit. Yeah. There's a scene where she vomits and it's, uh, she basically covers an entire bathroom. So is this diet like a, uh, like a purge? I think that was actually her dying. Yeah. Yeah. The, the diet thing is just, is just them uh, making a joke of the fact that she eats people. Oh, Because okay. that's the type of show that this is. Okay. It's like everything. It's a cutesy joke. <laughs> so I'm, not, I'm not familiar with the show. I don't watch television. Yeah. It started like four days ago on Netflix, I think. So okay. they just dropped all, what, ten episodes? Ten episodes. Yeah. And, uh, man, it just was not for me. Oh, I... Uh... I was really bummed I didn't get to watch more than three episodes. Because uh, last night, well, two nights ago, we started it and ran through three episodes of it. And ended up, you know, it was midnight. It's time to go to bed. And both of us got to get up and work in the morning. And then last night, I uh, my family was prepping for this evening's festivities. So I didn't get to watch more of it because that's just like consume like it's I typically enjoy the zombie genre Mm -hmm. and so I mean I watched the iZombie right right uh, the DC spinoff and I don't know I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> the stoli's starting to hit me too. <laughs> okay. You want another um, one? But uh Timothy Oliphant was my favorite on that show. I, I will say for being an English dude, he was very much unlike He's the American characters. Jedi. Yeah. I'm well he definitely had a quick temper. <laughs> no, he is the American Jedi. What do you mean by that exactly? He literally says it in a perfect getaway. 
I don't know if you ever saw that movie with uh, nope. Steve Zahn. No. I oh, like Steve Zahn, though. That's, that is a really entertaining movie. It's about two couples that are vacationing in Hawaii, and there's a like a serial killer loose on the island that keeps killing people. And it turns out like one of the two couples is doing the serial killing, and they can't figure out which one's which. Okay. I mean, they ultimately end up doing it by the end of the movie, but it's really an interesting movie because it it has you guessing what's going, like, who's really in charge and what's going on throughout a good chunk of the movie. Okay. Like, politically or just in the movie? When you say that, it makes me think about politics. I'm going to be on. <laughs> Maybe it's just because we were just talking it's about. It's all about politics with you, Jesus. I know. I know. <laughs> well, I want to I double back to something you said really quick. So you don't watch TV? I don't watch TV. Have you? How long unless have you I'm, not unless watched? Unless I'm working and TV's on behind me. Okay. But otherwise, I haven't watched TV in seven years. Okay. Like, I haven't legitimately sat down and watched TV since I was in college. That's, like, your timing was bad on that because everything by the time you were in college was not nearly as good as the TV is now. <laughs> I, I, I stopped watching TV at, like, the end of season three of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's when I stopped watching television. And then all this cool shit came out, like Peaky Blinders and Game of Thrones and shit like that. And that's cool. I'll buy the HBO Now or the HBO Go or whatever. I'll leech off of somebody else's HBO. So you still watch it, but like on the internet? I do, but I watch it. I'll watch it on the internet, and it has to be very specific as far as shows are concerned. Like, I don't actually just sit down and try to figure out some sort of television time schedule, you know? Oh, yeah. No, that's... Dude, I have not I have not had uh, any type of cable for like five years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just... I, I have... Well, I have a lot of of uh, pay services right now. Yeah, every everything I watch is about two years behind. Yeah, that's that's, fair. that's what I've figured about. I mean, even Netflix. I guess Netflix comes out with things about a year behind if it's like a BBC show or whatever. yeah, because they just like within the last couple of days released like People versus OJ Simpson, which came out basically a year ago. Okay. Yeah, it's they're they're definitely like accelerating how fast they get shows now too between Hulu and uh, Netflix. And I don't I don't have Hulu. I don't have Hulu Prime. I've never signed up for the free stuff. Like, yeah, I'm home so rarely that my chance to use the internet in a in a fun and entertaining way. <laughs> it's Not just really it's just shot to pieces. Like, yeah. I go home and I use the internet to pay my bills. And to buy something off of Amazon and pray that they have drone service in Montana, which they still don't. Um, <laughs> and that that's about all I use the internet for anymore. Yeah, we have to have like we have to have third world kids deliver all our packages from right? Amazon. Yeah. It's a real bummer. Yeah, it's super it's yeah, and they can't even drive in the snow right now. It's 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 distressing. Yeah. They just have to they have to walk with their tattered pants and like run up to the door and they can't knock it because they're too weak, so they just lean against the door. Missa, and hear a Missa, please. It's such a bummer. Yes. Damn you, Amazon. Sometimes, sometimes you get a free corpse with your package. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, look, 
like I'm not pretending like I have the worst the worst life here. I know this is like a first world problem and all, but I'm tired of these like third world kids making me feel depressed <laughs> when I'm getting my you know my webcam right over there. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Amazon. That one Let's, right there. Yeah, just step up your game a little bit. That's all that I'm yeah, saying. Get us buy, some drones. I can buy this child's family with what I spent on this webcam. <laughs> <laughs> And you're sending me this child to remind me of that fact. You just mitigated the whole you know, the whole point of buying the webcam. You would get a lot more service if you just gave us drones out here. That's all we're saying. <laughs> and it wouldn't be hard. It's not like drones fly more, like any differently in cold weather. In fact, I, I believe they would fly better. Yeah, if, if, little if dancer physics, air. If my physics are correct, little dancer air. Yeah. You're you're right on. Yeah, yeah. You happen to be sitting across from an engineer. All right, <laughs> for real. Engineer us up some drones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Put a hat on him. I don't give a shit what you need to do to make people think that everything's working correctly. Just give me a goddamn remote that isn't delivered by a small child starving to death. <laughs> We're not asking for a lot. <laughs> Can I get can I get one more one more uh, little maybe oh. like half <laughs> or whole yeah that works yeah perfect <laughs> thank you, you sir you better just pour <laughs> it better just pour one hell yeah this is actually just water we're just having fun right yeah now. no this is a uh, this is clear Kool Aid <laughs> this is a lot smoother than I thought it was gonna I be I better just do this huh yeah. Yeah, might as well. It's always smooth. Get a little, little cheer in there. Oh, you know, Christmas is always just around the corner. And if you ever want to give me a Christmas gift, it's a bottle of Stoli. So I'm going to put it to use. Dub, part of my problem with vodka is uh, having hung out with Dub a lot. <laughs> the Nikolai. <laughs> Yes. The Nikolai action jug. Oh. Yeah, the action jug. It's literally a jug of, of vodka. So those and, kids, uh, man. See, <laughs> those, those fucking Campbell kids. Most of the vodka that I've been privy to is pretty much like rubbing alcohol. Yeah. Just, I can't even fathom the stench of it. You know, I'm sorry that your friends hate you. Um, <laughs> But those Campbell kids, I've been trying to bring new liquors onto their their podcast every time I go on there. You know, I brought I've brought different cognacs on there. I brought a different. Did you bring in the Hennessy vodka. on there? I brought the Hennessy. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That's you remember that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I remember I'm, I'm, them like being uneasy about your vodka. Right? I do remember that. I'm a I'm a very avid user of the We Had a Good Life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's a, it's In fact, I was listening to it on the way over, so. Yeah. Man, music just must be shit these days. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't mean that in defense to We Had a Good Life, but, like, you don't have any music better than We Had a Good Life? I I try and keep up on our uh, network's podcasts first most and then listen to my music at home on the headphones with the stereo. With the vinyl, where you rip your MP3s to the vinyl so that you can <laughs> listen to the whole album. Yeah, I've I've kind of gotten in a phase now, um, just because I have all the podcasts on my phone that I want. I'd like subscribe to way more than I can listen to, and then I just 
sift out the ones that I don't want to listen to. Like episode by episode, I'd look at it and then I'd listen. Like I, there was a while there where I wasn't listening to music at all. Like for a while, Woof. and that was just a phase. It was sort of like when I went through a metal phase when I was like nineteen. <laughs> Like, it was just a phase I went through with podcasts for a couple of years, and now it's like a mix of music and podcasts. But it's usually when I'm, like, doing chores, things like that, uh, walking. I like to listen to podcasts. Well, there's something to be said of that, because you live in town. I don't know where you live, Brandon, but I imagine On the also, other side of town. You live on the other side of town. I live way out of town. <laughs> so I've got, like, a 30-minute drive to and from my house. And yeah. so if I don't have something catchy that will, like, keep my attention, like, some podcasts, you know, it's like a hit-or-miss type thing, and you don't want to have to, like, search around while you're driving, especially right. in the wintertime to find That's a That's not a podcast. good decision. Like, not a great decision. <laughs> so you just want to make sure you have your music there. And so that's how that's how I utilize it. But, no, I can see how if you were in town podcast would be the way to go hands down which is why i will never live in town because i would probably kill myself by drinking <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know if you knew this but i'm only like a five minute walk from jester's right now yeah. <laughs> good thing i have kids that's what no, keeps no, me I, alive I, I work there and i have to drive home every night and it's just terrible <laughs> I, have to, I have to wait until four in the morning until I can drive home, just sitting on the side of the street drinking fucking gallons of orange juice, trying to sober up. People are like, is anything wrong, man? No, it's cool. Just give me an hour. Just had a lot of people buying shots for me tonight. <laughs> yeah. It's depressing. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sorry, man. That's a, that's a real bummer. It's a real, it's a real bummer. Having to drink all the time. Just a real bummer. Oh. Yeah. What's going on, Brandon? You got anything going on in your life right now? So, I kind of alluded, like, I'm batching it right now. Oh, the wife's out of town. The wife and family are out of town tonight. And that's an advertisement. (laughs) Are you advertising for Windows? Damn you, Bill Gates. I don't need any more notes. We're just going to stop that right now. No no more notes. Oh, you just killed it. Wow. You just, like, (laughs) held its death. That's right. I just held it down and made sure everybody could hear its dying gasp. (laughs) You mean to pull out my black book and we can just read numbers off of it as your notes now? (laughs) Nah. I like felt all awkward because I had like all these notes about TV shows, and then I was like, "Ooh!" <laughs> so my uh, family's down in Bozeman as we speak right now at the Twenty One Pilots concert. I know a lot of people that are going to that, and I'm only familiar with the one song from them. I don't even know the one Which song. What is song it? are you familiar with? I'm uh, I'm I'm referring to the. Uh, uh, what is it? All my friends are heathens. Heathens let is the snow, name of the song. Let it. I don't fucking. I don't know what they fucking saying. I don't give a shit. You know this song? No. It's like punk it's, rock. it's it punk is rocky, and I just don't care. It's the uh, <laughs> the song is they're playing the credits in the end of uh, Suicide Squad. All my friends are eating steak and snow. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hate that song. Oh, fuck, I hate that song. Ask them who something, no, I don't know, rhymes. Fantastic. Yeah, no. yeah my, my kids. It's no breakfast in America, I can tell you No, it's much. no breakfast in America. <laughs> my, so I, my, my experience with that song is purely, I guess, other than seeing it in the theater that one time, 
is that my younger two girls, like, I won't let them watch Suicide Squad. Good. Yeah, because they shouldn't see it. <laughs> and uh, and they get mad about it, so they, like, go through every Suicide Squad, like, music video that they can and watch it, and they just find a million ways to recut all the footage in the trailer to every song. And so I just want to, like, beam myself with a concrete block sometimes. Like, just, I've heard that song easily, like, 70 times from them just playing it over and over again on YouTube, so. I don't have control of the jukebox at Jester's, so I hear that song <laughs> You probably have a very a similar situation. How many times have you, like. I don't even keep count anymore. Is it really bit, like, All, I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised at how much that has been played at Jester's. It's been played a lot. And wow. It's going to continue to be played a lot up until the point where I go over to the jukebox and I'm like, here's $5 out of my tips. Here's Donna Summers, Love to Love You Baby, 17 minutes and 30 seconds yeah. long, eight times in a row. Go fuck yourself, you fucking 21 pilots loving pieces of shit. I used or Limp Biscuit. I don't care what you play. It's probably terrible. I, I used play to play Donna, Donna Summers eight times in a row. I used to always do this dick move at ju- jukeboxes. I used to love it whenever I didn't have any friends at the bar and like I just I didn't know anybody. I would go and I'd pick Miles Davis, the Pharaohs dance. Okay. So it is literally a thirty-three minute song. Yep. Nice. And I'll like I'll put it on, and it's like. I love that album and I'm fine with the song, but most people hate jazz and most people hate like experimental jazz yep. even more. And so I'll just sit back and see how long it takes before people start screaming at the bartender to skip it. And it it brings me so much joy, dude. It brings I, me I so much joy. I tried to skip it and the button's not working. <laughs> or I have no ability to do that. You paid for the song. I know all the excuses. Yeah. It's fucking beautiful. You're like, nope, you can suffer with me. Slash, I'm going to feel great and you're going to suffer. <laughs> I, I do got to say the best time was like 30 seconds. Like and I don't I don't remember who the bartender was now, but it was at J Bar and I put it on and he looked right at me and he goes, Fuck you, Biggs and he like skipped it <laughs> with thirty seconds and he knew what I did immediately and skipped it and it was worth it. It was worth a dollar yeah. right there. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. I I remember when I first went to J Bar they had the CDs in the jukebox. And so you had the same fucking song. Yeah, over no, the one hundred C D jukebox. And yeah. I believe each bartender got ten CDs to themselves and then the other CDs were filled in with uh the top one hundred of all genres. So you'd really? have like, you'd have like the Beatles, Led Zeppelin, you know, Jimi Hendrix. Uh, Almond Brothers. That know. shit was never played. Yeah, when no, I it was never played. But then you had all the bartenders' I, picks, which I, were. I played. did hear the classic rock stuff a lot, so. but that like you so were it, a gestures a lot more than yeah. I was. So. I mean, I I used to Johnny Leaf used to take me there when I get off of work. Sometimes we go and have one drink. Oh man, I see Johnny Leaf still. Yeah, yeah, he's a cool cat. Yeah, he was my boss for a little while. So when I worked at the B and B back when he owned it, and yeah. uh, we'd go and just have like a drink, and like it's classic rock all time, like yeah. from like 
I don't know, noon to four or whatever. And, th- and then you start, or at least it was. And then you start to get the, the younger crowd starts to trickle in. Yeah, I tried to start it off with a hardcore southern gangster rap about 10 in the morning. <laughs> and then I just segue that into the, the hardcore eastern gangster rap about noon. And then we pull it off into Super Tramp later in the afternoon because I actually have customers. So I can I don't have to listen to gangster rap anymore to get me pumped up because there's people there to entertain me. Yeah, that's what I usually do. Is it still like a lot of the older kind of lifers? Yep. Uh, like early in the afternoon. Yep. Yeah, it's not. No, it's in the morning. It's not an afternoon thing. Yeah, I've never been there in the morning. So. I haven't either. I've. You don't need to. Like, I kn- yeah, I know I mean, theoretically I will, appre- I, I will appreciate your business. You don't need to I don't, be there in the morning. I'm pretty though. sure I've never been to the J-Bar before 7 o'clock. Well, Ever. I mean, you're not legally allowed to, so. No, no I mean oh, like 7 p.m. Okay. Yeah. All right, no, gotcha. Yeah, no. <laughs> wow. Ever <laughs> impressive. I mean, considering you live around here, but at the same time, good on you. I, I did when I was 21. I used to do my laundry like across the street because yeah, yeah, I yeah. lived right there. Yeah, a lot of people who were doing laundry will come over and be like, oh, I should probably get a PAPS to wait for my laundry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then pretty soon you forget about your laundry and you're like four PAPS in. <laughs> Didn't you have laundry going on? Oh, shit. God, I gotta, yeah, I got to go turn over my clothes, man. You better get on that. <laughs> they come right back and they're yep. like, all right, yeah. I need a pass while yep. my clothes are dry. Yep. 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 <laughs> I should probably play a game free. of pool while I'm at it, too. <laughs> but uh, the earliest I've ever been in there was I was in there at 11 a.m. one time. Um, this is actually after I hooked up with my wife for the first time. When and, you say uh, hooked up, what do you mean by that? I mean exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> all right. That's all I need to know. All right. And, uh, and Greg was going to meet... Who was We're it? We're talking about Gregory. Right yes. Now. Yep. Okay. Yes, yes, all right. Yes. All right. Uh, former, former host of this show, like one of the originals. And, He's uh, in like the top three episodes, isn't he? He's the in original like... original three yeah, I think he's in like the first nine or so, and then maybe even ten, and then he drifted off, and I had to keep it going, so I, I grabbed Adrian. But, uh, so so after that first night, like Greg was going to meet up with, I think it was with Dub actually, and so we're all, I mean, you know, we're all in a band anyway. So <laughs> this is par for the course, but we go. I I want nothing to do with drinking, but Greg's meeting up with Dub, so I'm like, all right, fine. And Greg did a lot of things that he was not proud of in the moment, <laughs> so he's feeling depressed. I'm like drinking a bottle of water, trying to nurse a hangover because I was drinking whiskey and chasing it with whiskey and coke. Water. Yeah, no, I was definitely drinking water in there. <laughs> I swear nobody else was. And then Dub was there. And then I remember we were all just looking at each other, trying not to say anything because we each knew that the other two had done like stuff that they didn't want to talk about the night before. (laughs) And so it was like the weirdest like stare off. And then finally, like, oh, God. Hey, man, did you kill that guy and uh, load him up in your freezer? (laughs) I'm trying to. Huh? I'm trying to. Did you, uh, you know, did you commit a crime last night? Let's just say that one of the three of us that wasn't me 
Flip a coin. They have made out with somebody who was a bartender's mother. Who was also not you. (laughs) Right. Who then walked in and was like, oh, come on. And looked right at us as soon as we walked in. Like he was literally like, whatever you do, don't say anything to him. And I was like, dude, I'm not saying anything to him. And the second he walks in, he sees us at the table and he looks right at him and he goes, oh, come on. Oh, come on. Because <laughs> word travels fast. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. So that was my one early morning gesture story. <laughs> And that's 11. I guess that's not really that early. Yeah, no. I have a lot of early morning gesture stories, but that's only because I work there in the morning a lot. <laughs> yeah. I used to work at the B&B uh, at like 7 in the morning and get people that I would have to keep continuously telling, like, we can't sell you malt liquor until 8, mm-hmm. like, over and over again. Yeah. At least you guys could keep your doors locked. Right. <laughs> or do you sell sell that stale coffee early? Nope. Nope. <laughs> we keep the doors locked until 10 o'clock or 9.45. Some weird number. I don't know. So not really a concern at all. No, not really a concern. We're all legal. We're all good. You're it's just you're, sometimes it's really depressing because you, you get the Nikolai shuffle in about 10.30 where it's just dude after dude until maybe one two o'clock in the afternoon and these are all different dudes mind you you just get about five six dudes from ten thirty in the morning until twelve thirty in the afternoon they just come in you know exactly what they want yeah because they're gonna stand way over fucking yonder where the bottled liquor is and you just walk up to them and they have a five dollar bill in their hand you're like yep i know what you want here you go We'll see you in an hour. <laughs> and then it just goes like that. It's just this weird fluctuating thing of these dudes coming in ordering bottles of Nikolai. And Ugh. I feel really bad for him because it's a terrible fucking alcohol. And you have to be really fucking hard up and really fucking alcoholic to fucking drink that shit. That's that fucking gasoline <laughs> stuff. Yeah, no. <laughs> I just feel bad for him. I just want to be like, no, dude, just fucking sit down at the bar. I'll buy you a shot of fucking Stoli and you can just... I don't know, pass out in the middle of the street. No, no, you can't. It's winter time. Yeah, okay. Here's your bottle of Nikolai. <laughs> I mean, it's about qu- it's about quantity, not quality. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> now you're you're a Star Wars fan, right? I remember talking to you. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Awesome. Except when it comes to all things new, besides Darth Maul and Grand Moff Tarkin. And even regular Moff Tarkin, actually, now that I think about it. Okay, so quantify that again. <laughs> okay. I, I'm a f- all things you don't, you I'm don't a fan like of, all things I'm new? a fan of all things Star Wars, except when it comes to all new things, which includes the prequels, except for Darth Maul, pod racing, <laughs> and Tarkin as a character. Okay, got it. So, were you watching the Disney, like, Star Wars movies then? I did not watch the most recent release, but I did watch the thing with Kylo Ren, and I don't even want to talk about it, because I don't care. Like, that's how upset I am with that fucking movie. Well, what's, like, it seemed like such a 
uh, like a crowd pleasing movie. What was your a problem? Crowd, yeah, here's the reason why it was a crowd pleasing movie is because what they did with, I don't even know what the fuck was it called? The force awakens. Yeah. Um, so the force awakens, what they did was they pandered to every single star Wars fan to have ever existed. Agreed. The children, yeah. <laughs> the older people, all they did, like, if you were to be an anime fan, if you were a giant fucking weeaboo fucking fag, you fucking, you're watching this shit because you want to see the upskirts and you want to see the titties jiggling and shit like that. That's what's, that's what The Force Awakens was. You saw the Millennium Falcon, you saw Han Solo, you saw Chewbacca, you saw Luke Skywalker, you saw everyone you really even wanted to see, you saw a red lightsaber, good for you, you saw Darth Vader's mask, great, that's awesome. They just put in all of the shit to remind you of how great the older movies were, and then they just threw a bunch of fucking shit in there that didn't even make any fucking sense at all. I hate the main character. I don't like the fact that she can instantaneously drive the Millennium Falcon without any problem. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? The greatest mechanic, Chewbacca, by the way, in the universe, galaxy, whatever, um, has trouble fixing the ship all the time while it's in operation, (laughs) mixed with arguably the greatest pilot of all time, Han Solo, flying the goddamn thing. This chick does it by herself. Fuck off. I hate you. <laughs> what are you doing? Can I counter that? No, counter it. Counter it away. I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so I read the the, uh, the Force Awakens book. With the no, they- what are you, William? Murder face, murder face, murder face? <laughs> it's just repugnant what you're doing right now. Jeez. <laughs> That is a real good murder face. <laughs> no, I read like one of the books and uh she has She's what? She like she finds this like flight simulator thing and she, like she it does. explains how she knows how to fly the Carillion freighters. And uh Do you and, know like, how old so, that Carillion freighter is? Yeah, has? well she's she does all the That's a YT thirteen hundred dog. What the are you shitting I'm me? I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you about the extended universe. How dog. old was this book? Oh, you're talking about the EU. It's not even canon. You can't even no, reference this one, that. This right one now. is canon. Okay. All yeah, right. yeah. yeah. No, this came out like oh. a week before the movie. Oh, super duper. Was it in the movie? No. Yeah. I mean, like well, they do well, all then, that stuff because they're like, oh, look at this hole in the screenplay. Let's yeah. like explain this away in the book. How yeah. many times did they do that? Yeah. Well, they did it a lot back when the EU was cool, but <laughs> um, <laughs> considering the fact that you're saying that the filthy fucking plebs who loved this movie needed to read a book in order to ascertain whether or not this bitch could drive the Millennium Falcon and pilot it admirably, uh, you just, 99% of your audience is gone because those motherfuckers don't read shit. Oh, dude, no, that's not what I've said. I've said I like to, like, poke when oh, people yeah, no, clearly yeah, have, like, a nerd yeah, thing yeah, that yeah, they're yeah, mad yeah, about. Yeah, just yeah, like no. to poke a little uh, bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I gotcha. No, but... Um, it's still a little tender. I mean, I'll take it, but... You get you gave me some news that I was actually super happy about just hearing. I don't know if they'll do anything with it, but 
you were talking about that petition, right? Yeah. No, there is a petition out there. It is being signed by people, real people, myself included. Myself I'm a, included I'm a real well. person, even though I'm not a human. Um, shadows of the Empire into a reality. Did you read that one, Brandon? No, but I've definitely heard of it. Yeah. Get it, on it. Sign it. It was it was at the time it was a nerd extravaganza for like Star Wars because they did a Nintendo game, right? Like an N sixty four game. You're talking about the X Wing game? No, so this this was actually called Shadows of the Empire and it starts out you're like you're doing one of the ships in Hoth and then you're kind of running around like an ice cave and stuff. Yep, yep, and like, yep. I think you're playing Dash Redner. Maybe. Dash Rendar. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Rendar. So it's in been a his, long in time. His, in his YT-2400, which is a more modern version of a YT and would make sense if fucking that stupid bitch from The Force Awakens was driving, but she wasn't. <laughs> she was driving an older model. <laughs> Don't, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> we'll go. We'll, we'll go back to our safe space. <laughs> so, so, like, they had that video game. I guess they had a graphic novel. I never saw that. Um, I didn't realize how far it went, but they had novels. They had like basically every media source, like tie-in. John Williams. I remember thinking this is super odd, but I loved it. Which was John Williams did a soundtrack for the book. For the book. Yeah, for the book. Like, he read the book and then yeah. did a soundtrack. And, like, each chapter is, like, a, a different song, yep. I think, if I remember yep. right. you are correct. And so, like, I saw that and I bought it and then found out there was a book later. And I was like, oh, and then I bought the book and then I played the game later. But that was as far as I went. Apparently, it went way farther. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just super cool. It was, like, right between Empire and, and Jedi. And they were trying to connect everything up right they were they were trying to connect everything and they were trying to make storylines that were applicable to luke skywalker's being gone because they didn't have a storyline for luke skywalker other than the fact that he was training with yoda right right and so what you had was lando calrissian arguably the best character in star wars ever and han solo who was being frozen in carbonite at the time. So Dash Redner is like kind of Princess like Leia. the new Han yeah. Solo, right? Dash Rendar takes yeah. Han Solo's place. Um, you got Princess Leia, Lando Calrissian, Dash Rendar. You got Chewbacca, who's also kind of doing things. Um, I don't know. He was more peripheral than anything else. Chewbacca is almost always a side character, right? Yeah. But what yeah. you really had was Darth Vader and Prince Shizor. She no, it the correct pronunciation is Shizor, but if you're not a fucking idiot, <laughs> you're going to pronounce it Zizor it's because like it sounds way better than Shizor. <laughs> yeah. Like, Where did you hear the correct the correct pronunciation? I heard the correct pronunciation when I was in Tacoma 2 years ago for a Star Wars Star Wars LCG, and that is Living Card Game Tournament. Um, I was playing a scum and villainy deck of which of which Prince Shizor is a character that I used very prominently in the deck. And when I played him, I was like, Prince Zizor. 
and the dude across from me went real fucking cannon on my ass <laughs> and was like, what did you say? And I was like, uh, Prince, Prince, Prince Zizor. And he's like, uh-uh, it's Prince Shizor. And I was like, oh, um, well, Prince Shizor is going to fucking rape you. <laughs> <laughs> so you lose and I win and go fuck yourself and uh Prince Zizor <laughs> is We're... gonna continue on to the round of eight where you didn't make it to because Prince Zizor came onto the fucking battlefield. So go fuck yourself. Where does he come up with this pronunciation? Um, I have no idea where George Lucas came up with the pronunciation. I imagine it was from... Oh, is George Lucas taking no, credit for no, it? No, George Lucas took credit for it. <laughs> he takes credit for everything. So um, I imagine what it was is from uh, Chinese enunciations as far as like letters to translations are concerned. So the XI in Chinese, uh, you would pronounce that as a she, she. in American. Okay. And it essentially means chi or she yeah so she chi that's what it means so he took that from the the chinese pronunciation and made it into shizor and uh it just sounds stupid <laughs> yeah it does <laughs> zizor is Zizor's way, way cooler. better yeah. like if you want to have a villain fighting another villain who's darth vader the greatest villain of all time of all time. Yeah. yeah you agreed. cannot name me a greater villain than original Star Wars Darth Vader. Like, imagine the prequels never existed. Yeah, yeah. No, and right? special edition no, to yeah, an extent. Imagine, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. no I absolutely yeah, no, agree. You cannot imagine a greater villain than Darth Vader. You got the greatest villain of all time versus a dude named Shizor. Like, I'm, I'm pretty misogynistic. I'm a chauvinist. Don't name something Shizor, okay? Like, it's just silly. <laughs> it's just silly. Zizor, though. It's it's stronger. It's, it's a stronger it's name. It's extremely yeah. strong. And yeah. And I don't like that they that somebody corrected you on the pronunciation. That I read the same book, not knowing you for a, like over a decade. No. Like maybe a decade and a half, I read the same shit and like came up with the same pronunciation. Yeah, and some douchebag is telling us a Shizor. No, he can go fuck himself. I don't oh, care. And he did go Lucas fuck himself because he fucking lost real quick <laughs> to, Prince, to Prince Zizor. Fuck you. I don't know where you were at right now, but fuck you and fuck your fucking pre fucking cut peanut butter and jelly sandwiches that your mom made for you too. <laughs> So I gotta tell you, I, I, know, you, I know you don't want to hear it, <laughs> <laughs> but Rogue One has an amazing Darth Vader scene. It's is it is it good. the very end one? The yeah. only scene I've seen from the movie where he's just like, Man, yeah, here's a pun, die. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Whatever. No, not the pun. Oh. The pun? No, no, okay. no. He fucking takes down like twenty people with the lightsaber and mass force choking and throwing them against walls with the force. It's 
Oh, it's pretty badass. It's pretty badass. Like, so, it, it takes, spoiler alert: I haven't seen the new Star Wars. Movie. I just assumed you weren't going to the way you said you right? weren't a fan yeah. of anything new. Yeah. No, <laughs> I haven't seen the new Star Wars movie. That's news to me. This motherfucker just spoiled the movie for me. <laughs> um, that sounds great, but I have seen the very final scene in which, or it's not the very final scene, but it's toward the end, right? Where he's talking to the dude and he's like, "Don't choke on your ambition." Yeah, don't choke on your ambition that's, while that's he's like, choking. Yeah, yeah. That's no. like maybe an hour. That's midway hour point 15. or midway, midway. plus. Yeah, like okay. he's got. So. He's, so he has three scenes. Two of them are really short. Like that. That scene is is pretty short. And there's a scene where you see him getting out of a Baca tank, and you don't really see him. But it's a little smoky. But you can see he's clearly missing limbs, which was kind of a cool visual but like that scene was terrible the pun scene and then like you're like okay well you had a great scene yeah kind of a shitty scene i guess that's all i'm getting a vader and then he just fucking goes like bananas on people it's great man and when you say bananas you mean that's his fucking level five yeah, it's. I mean, it's you're familiar Vader, with how hardcore he Vader can fuck is. shit. Yeah. Like, like it's Vader more powerful than you see him in in the original trilogy for sure. But it's like the they threat didn't have he knew the special effects. Yeah, to no, make no, him as totally. powerful as he should have been. Yeah, totally. But, they didn't have it at the time. But you see, like that promise of Vader, the thing that they always allude to, you get to actually see it. So it's it's Oof. pretty sweet. And so I'm gonna go look that up tonight, and it's then I'm the gonna most, be like, "I saw Rogue One." <laughs> <laughs> it's also like it's also the most. Uh, I'm trying to say because now I feel bad for spoiling that for you, so I don't want to spoil anything. No, spoil else. away, spoil away. But it is I like I forgive you, I absolve you. I'm a rabbi and a mm-hmm. and, and a pastor. Let me just put it this way: There's a lot of expendable characters, like a lot. Like a lot of Good. expendable characters, and they do expend them. Good. <laughs> so, Good. like I, it was. Is it Forrest was Whitaker dead? What's that? Is Forrest Whitaker dead? By the end of it, yeah. So you want me to tell you? Yeah, I want you to tell yes. me. If, yes. Okay. Good. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Because Ghost Dog was his best best acting role ever. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's clearly not this, but he's trying real hard in this movie. He's trying real hard. He's comes off as slightly ridiculous but he's trying real hard like are you talking like a four thousand year old ghost dog ridiculous <laughs> i never actually saw ghost dog the way of the sam you really yeah i you know what it was was i saw the commercials when i was like in middle school and there was no way my parents were ever gonna take me to it and i didn't have any money of my own and i just never caught up wu-tang you're not a fan of the Wu-Tang? I like the Wu-Tang. Yeah, you obviously don't like them enough. I should watch it. You should. <laughs> I didn't know they had anything to do with it. I mean, the RZA made the entire soundtrack of Ghost Dog. I didn't know that. I didn't. So, so what we need to do, Biggie, you mind if I call you Biggie? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Yeah, all right. Um, what we need to do is we need to have a little a sit-down sesh. Have you seen Ghost Dog, Brandon? No. I'm... What the fuck? Jesus fucking... You people are older than me. <laughs> you know Jim Jarmusch films because I know you've fucking seen some weird Sofia Coppola, Bill Murray shit. I know you have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know Jim Jarmusch, and you also know Johnny Depp. You ever heard of a film called Dead Man? Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. black and white. All great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Ghost Dog, but with a white guy. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it was also directed by the same guy that directed Ghost Dog. So, you know, Dead Man, what we need to do is we need to sit down, have ourselves a little Ghost Dog sesh, and then talk about Ghost Dog after. I'll do it. Because that fucking movie, so good. I'll one-up so you, man. Good. Do you want to do a commentary for it? I would love to do a commentary See, I'm just it. jumping <laughs> in because I've had some vodka, yeah. but I'm down. Like, yeah. I... We do we do a show called Bigs on Film yeah. and uh, we do commentaries on stuff. Fuck it, dude! I haven't done a ghost dog commentary yet. Let's do this yeah, shit. And the, you want to do a double feature because I have the best romantic comedy that you have ever seen or heard of in your life. I would, but not as a recording because I feel fucking spent after two hours. Two of hours is a long it's time for a it's, commentary. It, it's not as easy as it seems because you have to like take a lot of notes. No, it is as easy as it seems. <laughs> you just need to buckle the fuck up, <laughs> drink yourself a Monster or Red Bull or whatever the fucking weird-ass energy shit that you need is. I'm going to keep on drinking Stoli. Um... What's the romantic comedy? The best romantic comedy of all time. Zardoz. Oh, dude, I fucking love Zardoz. Starring Sean Connery. Yeah. And a thong. Sean Connery's best role ever. It's not a thong. It's hot pants. Let's be clear. (laughs) (laughs) That go up his ass, for sure. That go up his ass. Hot pants always go up your ass. Hot pants, bandoliers, six shooter, saber, mask, ponytail, delicious mustache dude zardoz i was just talking about this a were you really while. yeah with eli oh i was like God. you have to see zardoz you have to see zardoz yeah, there's a scene there's a scene at the very beginning this like stone head like floats out and there's all these like primitive people zardoz yeah, and like spits speaks out to you it spits out shotguns. <laughs> it spits out ammunition and the then- gun is good. <laughs> the penis is, is evil. evil. It's so great, dude. Go forth and destroy the. I don't even know what they're called. The fucking the the wilds. The I'm gonna uh, be honest. I saw that movie one time. It was right when it came out on DVD. We saw it in a magazine ad, and my friend immediately ordered it. Yep. And we watched it. It was right before I moved to Montana, so I didn't get to watch it a second time. But it was fucking amazing that first time. I didn't know what the fuck was going on, yeah. but I loved every second do, of it. Do you know why Sean Connery even agreed to do that film? I heard it was it had something to do with the fact that he just finished Bond and he wanted to do something very um, contrary to Bond, and he immediately regretted it. <laughs> so he had just finished Bond... He received a script for Blade Runner. Oh no! And he turned no, it I'm down. Dead and he yeah, turned it down I think because I heard that. he didn't fucking understand what the fuck was going on. So Blade Runner that. eventually became Harrison Ford, which I respect that actually because I don't think Sean Connery would have been as good of a Blade Runner as Harrison Ford. Yeah. You know, I I. Yeah, I think they did it. I think they did the right thing. I think the universe conspired to fuck over whoever the fuck they needed to. They wouldn't um, have been able to make the Blade Runner sequel they're making right now. Yeah, if they exactly. Had Connery. Yeah. Well, yeah. they would have. Sean Connery's still alive. 
Yeah, but he's not doing anything. Anymore. Like they say, he's got throat cancer. He's still I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you like wheel his ass? No, in there. I'll, I'll do whatever I need to do, man. You see, you see what they're doing? Carrie Fisher, they do Star Wars movies. <laughs> they did. Yeah, that was that was not the good moment in that. That was one of the ones where I was watching it and I was like, uh, yeah, all right. No. At least it's only three seconds. So. Sean Connery. I like how you said like I spoiled it, but like you knew literally the end scene of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So Sean Connery denied the Blade Runner franchise. Franchise. Um and then he did Zardoz because Blade Runner was so successful. He was like, Whoa, I fucked up. <clears throat> did he I'll say do- that or did he go, I fucked up? I fucked up. Let me tell you something, Trebek. <laughs> We're I all f- just doing Hammond, doing Connery here. <laughs> I fucked up here. Yeah, me, Sean Connery. Yeah, that's right. This place is built on lies. I always like the Highlander where he's like, why are there pinholes in the curtain of night? <laughs> I love that. Let's talk about the stars. Anyway. Uh, Why are there so many S-H's in everything you fucking say? <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck you're saying, dog. But it sounds cool, so that's, I mean, I'll deal with it. That's so you cool. know what else Sean Connery turned down? Gandalf. Wow. Yeah, he turned yeah. down playing Gandalf yeah. in Lord of the That's Rings because he had a bad experience with Zardoz. That is a true <laughs> story. Yeah. yeah. So he did, when it comes to science fiction, he did the exact opposite of what he should have done. Yeah. Like, yep. And then, and then on top of it, because Lord of the Rings hit so big, he did League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> and I actually liked League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I enjoyed it, but it's it was, a bad movie. It was very entertaining. It's not yeah. a good movie. No. Right. Super entertaining. Yeah. I mean, I would say the same thing about Zardoz. I don't think it's a good movie, but no. it's fucking entertaining. But it's the best romantic <laughs> comedy that you've ever seen in your fucking life. Where are you getting romantic from in that movie? Oh, did you not make it to the very end of the movie? Because I did, a lot of people shut it off after it. about 35 minutes. Oh, no. I mean, I, I was through like the, the bouncy diamond-shaped stuff yeah, and no. like like everything. Yeah. Are she you? You are the... Uh, the tabernacle. Yes. No, I gotcha. Um, <laughs> I do feel like Connery's in the room with us when I close my eyes. <laughs> I did close my eyes for just a second there. No, open your eyes. Okay. And see that your eyes are open. Wear no disguise for me. Come into the open. Are we doing a super tramp lyric right now? Is that what we're no, doing? No, no, no. When, it, when it's cold outside, am I here in vain? Hold on to the night. There can be no pain. Always, I want to be with you and make believe with you. And live in harmony, harmony, oh love. Have you ever played a game called Robot Unicorn Attack? Yes. No. 
Okay. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I want to hear about yeah. it. No. So this song is a, this is a song by a group called Erasure. E-R-A-S-U-R-E. It's called Always. The music video is great. It's about some weird Japanese demon trying to break up this dude and his Japanese wench. Whatever. Um, and the song plays repeatedly as you play this video game. <laughs> Just the same song Just, over no, and over again. Yeah, and sometimes it gets weirder. Sometimes it gets faster. They just kind of remix it however they feel. But uh, you should definitely listen to the song because uh, it will open up your heart. Okay. Yeah. Have you heard Pharaoh's Dance by Miles Davis? Yes, I have. <laughs> I've heard all 33 minutes of it. You might, you know hear, what? You might hear, hear it again. I heard another 66 minutes of it after the 33 minutes of it because I had to be sure that I was listening to what I was actually listening to. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I don't fuck around, dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should probably wrap this up. I think we hit our time. Thank you for coming, Taylor. Like hey. switching things up. Hey, yeah, by all means, I, I, I hope to be here in the future. Maybe, I don't know, maybe you guys hate you, me, and that's no. okay. You're invited back for sure. Oh, okay. Let me ask you one more question before we go. What Please. is your third favorite Super Tramp album? My third favorite Super Tramp album is... <laughs> Live at Madison Square Garden. Okay. Best because best cut. The best cut I that's that's all I know it as actually uh, oh, because I mean it's like on a, vinyl for me. Like, oh, I mean like a best track. Best oh, track. best track. Um ooh. Goodbye stranger. Nice. I love that song. Goodbye stranger for sure. Like he nails every fucking note. And it just sounds phenomenal. Like you, you normally go to show and you're like, they're not going to get it exactly like the recording got it. But he gets it better. He gets it better than the recording got it. Yeah. Like, and he just fucking nails it. And Madison Square Garden is such a cool fucking venue. Like the acoustics in that place are a lot different from the like the abbeys and the arenas that normal people play at. Madison Square Garden was built for people beating the fuck out of each other. (laughs) And so you have a dude coming in there that's like, let's all love each other and have a fucking fun time. And then he fucking just nails it. When you hear... Bellissimo. When you hear hear Goodbye Stranger, and uh, they go in the last part where he's like... uh, Where they're like, Goodbye Stranger, it's been nice. Hope you find your... Paradise, try to see your point of view. That makes it difficult to hear. But uh, so when when they do that part, when he goes in the second part and he's singing off of the chorus, do you sing the part off of the chorus or do you continue to sing the chorus? I just sing as loud as I can. <laughs> just whatever comes just, to your head. No, whatever's there, whatever's as loud as I can possibly make it because my speakers can't go as loud as my voice can. What about you, Brandon? Do you do you sing the goodbye stranger part again or do you go like got to go and hit the road? Like which part do you sing? I'm with the chorus. You're with yep. the chorus. See, I start with the chorus and then I go to the the 
the other part. But Ooh. sometimes, but sometimes, sometimes I'll repeat the chorus. <laughs> but sometimes when I feel it deep in my plums, <laughs> <laughs> I go to the other side. Yeah, I got you. That's cool. All right, take it easy. I don't actually have debates on my show. It's called That's Debatable, but I don't really have an affirmative or negative debate, really. It's not a win or loss kind of debate. The way that I've organized the show is to kind of try to talk about arguments um, as opposed to having any one argument in particular. I think talking about arguments is a fun way to have an argument. You're kind of arguing with people as opposed to necessarily against them. A not safe for network podcast. Take that OD, you drink it down to the label. Yeah. You uh, get yourself a funnel from a gas station. <laughs> uh, you then pour sauce in up to where the, the malt liquor started. Fill her back up. Mm-hmm. So you got yourself a little bit of a buzz on because you just drank about a third of a bottle of malt liquor. Put it inside yourself. Mm-hmm. Experience what we just had the absolute privilege of mm-hmm. experiencing in such a thickening. Yeah. I don't see any way that anyone's ever going to regret this. Yeah. We had a good life. When Wilford Brimley is telling you that that's what he's going to do, you're like, oh, wow, it must be aliens. It's totally because the mustache. Yeah, yeah, believe the mustache, because when he is in the thing and he is missing the mustache. Bad news. There's something about him that's not right, and the characters pick up on it right away and they lock him away. (laughs) You know, the plot suggests it's for other reasons, but he is a man that should have a mustache, and when he doesn't, it codes for strangeness. And just all-around wrongness and weirdness. The Alien Movie Project. Hi, I'm Biggs. Check out my podcast, Biggs on Film, where I do insightful commentaries on films that you love. Uh, Gort the Robot, they call him Newt. Yeah, Newt. Like like he's uh, Norwe- like, Norwegian. Yeah, he's mostly Norwegian. Mostly. The two fancy skeletons in the back are the worst. Dude. I know, they're the best. Like, it's no wonder they lost this battle. <laughs> That's a gross-looking punching bag. Dude, oh, yeah, I'd be that worried punching... about getting Seminilla punching that bag. I think he might have given that punching bag Seminilla. Well, every now and then it's insightful. Find us on iTunes.